And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. It's time now for our guest line segment, brought to you each week by our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland serving the finest farm-raised catfish in great places throughout the country. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how you could head to Pigwick Lake in Mickey, Tennessee, and get some great catfish at Top of the River Restaurant. They're still doing the carryout, just like they are at all their other three locations. I usually get the fried catfish. They have the broiled. That's what Charlie would eat. So go to the topoftheriverrestaurant.com, topoftheriverrestaurant.com, and give them a call at any of their locations at Mickey, Tennessee, Anniston, Alabama, Ganston, Alabama, or on Lake Gunnersville. Top of the River Restaurant, family-owned and operated for over 25 years and serving some of the best catfish you can eat anywhere, and it's supplied by Heartland Catfish. Now let's go to the guest line where former Bulldog head coach Pat McMahon joins us. Hey, Coach, appreciate you taking your time and uh, sharing a little baseball knowledge with me and Charlie. Well, it's it's completely my honor. And uh, Mississippi State has a very, very special place in my heart. And, uh, and it's mostly because of so many wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, I'm truly honored to be on the show. Coach, taking over the program in 1998, and, of course, you had – had head coaching experience at Old Dominion, but jumping into the SEC as a head coach, and you start looking at that roster that came off that 1997 season, and then you start looking at the players in 1998, uh, Brian Weiss who had a 412 season, a Richard Lee, a Brad Freeman, a Brooks Bryan, a, you know, Rusty Toms and Lake and John Knott. I mean, you've got so many guys that came back off that 1997 team. What was it like? first-year head coach in the Southeastern Conference at a place that meant a lot to you to be able to go to the College World Series because that season had some ups and downs. It certainly did. You know, and after going to the World Series the, the, the year before in the sense of a couple things. One, it's a great, great tribute to those players. And I tell you for a lot of reasons, most of that club, and, and you'll know what I mean by this, was deleted by the June draft and guys that had signed and moved on. Brad Freeman actually signed and then came back to school, which was a phenomenal uplift for that ball club. You talk about Richard Lee and his leadership. What a great family. And and those players, because of because in other words, a lot of things happened during the course of this season, and and, and we didn't start out real well. And I know a lot of people, a lot of our great fans, uh, were what are we getting into? But to the players' credit, they persevered because uh, Coach Polk, Ron Polk, and I are such close, close friends, and and had wonderful coaching relationship. Yet, I think one of the reasons that we enjoyed working so much with each other was the fact I think we were a lot different in so many ways. And so when one takes over a program, there's some subtleties or changes that I think you, in essence, one has to try to do it the own way, if that makes sense. So our players, to their credit, had to put up with an awful lot of me in a lot of different ways. And to our coaching staff, the Jim Cases. Charlie Anderson, but you know Tommy Raffo and, and, and Jim Case, uh, their leadership of what they did to pull uh, the club through, I think, needs to be very much credited as well. And you know, you talk about a Joe Deere who did so much for the program, and Jim Ellis. You know, we tried to operate from a team environment. Everybody had significant roles in that. Um, Everett Kennard had a huge role. I mean, you talk about people that are Jay Logan. Wow. So there's so many different dimensions of a program, and to make adjustments to what 
of the legendary Ron Polk and then replacing some of the things that he had established in many different ways. So players credit, number one. Coach, you obviously do not get to become a Hall of Famer like you are without a lot of special moments. Bart and I were reminiscing about some that we remember in particular. Obviously, the series with Notre Dame where we were able to win the regional here, the Ty Martin home run. The one that the game that always kind of I think about was laying on the floor listening to you guys win a regional tournament at Texas A&M, and it seemed like Chris Reinecke went out to the mound took the ball and just decided we're winning this baseball game. As you look back, what are your memories on that 98 regional out at Texas A&M? Well, first of all, Texas A&M is one of the great college environments and led by Mark Johnson, the legendary coach who have a great, great relationship. It was a very, very uh, talented regional tournament with many, many, with the teams that were very talented. I don't know that we going into that, would have been favored by many means. But again, players' credit. Uh, you, you talk about players stepping up and players wanting to take the ball, wanting to make plays. Those type of things are credit to the players and in, in, in their heart and their drive and, their, and, and what it makes to be special. And I think the tradition of Mississippi State baseball and wanting to live through that is a big part of that process as well. Coach Charlie mentioned just a moment ago, and I know that it's been a – a long time removed now. It's been 20 years. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. But the moment I'll always remember is in 2000 in that regional against Notre Dame in the championship game, and it was a situation of it had come down to a bases-loaded situation late in the game. We had thrown Kevin Donovan on Friday night and on one-day rest. It's almost like we're going to throw the ball in Kevin Donovan's hand and we're going to win it or we're going to lose it with our horse. And then Ty Martin walks it off. Coach, what are your memories of that specific game and that specific tournament? Yeah, that was one of the all-time favorite games I've ever uh, been involved in, and a lot of different reasons. Travis Chapman had some big moments in that game. I had the privilege of working with today. He's done a great job with us in the New York Yankees. And, you know, Ty Morton, Martin had transferred in, and what a first-class player, and just uh, a player that worked so hard and, and, and they did so many little things. So it's a combination of a lot of things against a, a great Notre Dame team and um, an outstanding coach, Paul Maneri at that time, and some great assistant coaches that he had on that staff. And, and to play in that environment was just uh, pretty emotional. Coach, one of the things that Bart and I know too well living in Starkville is Coaches are people. Life uh, forces you to move now and then. You have to make choices the way we all do in life. You ultimately left Mississippi State, went to Florida, and became the head coach there and had a lot of success. What went into the decision to, to move on from Mississippi State? Uh, that, 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 that I never wanted to leave Mississippi State. and uh, uh, it, it is such a very, very special place in mind, Sherry, Logan, and Wells' heart. And uh, the opportunity, uh, you know, I had grown up in Florida. I'm the oldest of eight kids, and uh, we lived in Jacksonville. My dad was transferred there, went to junior college, played high school baseball, was a high school coach in the state of Florida. So he had many, did a lot of recruiting in Florida, had so many significant ties. But without getting too deep into it, it was a decision, a family decision, a family decision that our family needed us back there. And uh, it, was, it was so tough to leave Mississippi State, but uh, it was it was a family decision, and um to be back there and and uh, the kind of good lord guide you in so many different ways knowing that we felt 
as a staff that Mississippi State program, uh, the players returning set up for an outstanding drive for a national championship. And one of the things, too, Charlie Bart, I'd like to bring up, you know, once we built that beautiful stadium, the ball played differently coming off that hill, you know, and, 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 and the ball didn't travel like it did. And so we, we made a judgment decision to really work on a pitching staff and to really work defensively to try to rebuild. So there was a lot of things going in. And if you look at the pitching staff that was, was set to leave to play to continue the success of Mississippi State baseball, I felt like we had left the program in, in wonderful shape to move forward. So uh, I hope that understands it without getting into too much depth about it that, uh, for the family reason and those that I've shared with most of the folks that we're close to know that. Coach, you mentioned some of those players that you left. And earlier this season, Charlie and I on this show were talking about Mississippi State having two really good freshman right-handed arms, Will Bednar, and then you had Landon Sims. And we were trying to talk about when is the last time that Mississippi State brought in two overpowering-type pitchers. And the two guys that I kept going back to was in 2001, and they were not righties, they were lefties, and that was Paul Mahalam and Todd Nicholas. When I think of Paul Mahalam, not many people understand just how close he came to signing a contract out of high school, but those are the two guys I kind of remember with Mahalam and Nicholas being those power arms. Well, you know, Paul, what a, what a first-class young man, and I, I tell you, it's kind of an interesting recruiting story. And, you know, one of the things that I've always strongly believed in that uh, the college education and, 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 and the discipline of a program and, and players to fit into the system. Uh, yet having said that, from professional baseball, we wanted all of our young men, all of our baseball players, to get an opportunity to go on and play professional baseball. And it was a family decision based on if they should sign and when they should sign. Now, obviously, in Paul's case, he was drafted. It was a very, very difficult decision for him at that time with his family. And we never tried to talk players out of not signing because we felt very strongly if they would come, we hoped that they could help and develop and mature in a lot of different ways. At that time, the rule was if you attended the first class, you would be then locked into going to college, in his case, for a three-year commitment. Um, so until you attended that first class. So, you know, from a recruiting perspective, uh, we were pretty on pins and needles about uh, – if one would, would go to class because it was a player. So we kind of monitored that, and Jim Case was ran our pitching staff, and to his credit, did a wonderful job in so many different ways. And Tommy, you see specifically when Paul attended that first class, not on the first day of classes because he had a commitment before. It was on the second day. And I tell you, Mississippi State, there was a lot of smiling faces when Paul decided to stay and become a Bulldog. And I and hope if you ask Paul that question, it was a wonderful decision for him. I know he made us look pretty good when he towed the rubber. I'll tell you what, Coach, I'll never forget. I shared an office with Jim Ellis, and I'll never forget that morning at about 10 o'clock, Jim Case walking into that office sitting in a chair like he had just gone through a 15-round fight, and he says, boys <laughs> – Paul went to class this morning. I'll never forget that. <laughs> was he doing cartwheels after that as well? Uh, he, he was smiling ear to ear. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jim Case, what a what a great, great human being. What an outstanding baseball coach. And if we could tell a quick story, you know, Jim, the stadium at Jacksonville State is now named after Jim Case. And uh, I had the privilege of going down there when that happened. And 
what a what an outstanding person and an outstanding human being and and and, and I know a lot of people so strongly feel that and uh He's one of the outstanding coaches in the country. Coach, you now work with the New York Yankees, the most decorated team in the history of baseball, Bart. I'll oh, remind Charlie. you of that. And when you look at the job you've been doing with the Yankees, you've worked in the Dominican with international players. You've been the director of instruction, where you've had the chance to work with all different types of players. One of the things I remember about you being a head coach at Mississippi State was you were very well-versed in the idea of the benefits of going to college versus going pro straight out of high school. How do you see that today? Where does the college player stack up as opposed to the international players or the high school players? Is college baseball still viable and important? Very much so. You know, professional baseball is you're a professional. It is your job. It is your career. That is a significant difference. I think to see that uh, one thing I love about being with the New York Yankees is the fact that it's a very teaching-driven organization. And within the world we live today with analytical, we have so much more information, and it's been such a neat part. We could have a whole discussion on that part of the game. I feel like I'm, I'm just getting back into the game in so many different ways. I'm learning so much in a neat way from an analytical perspective. But having said that, um, college baseball is so strong. And the reason it is is because of the great coaches that are out there in the institutions. When you play for a university, there's something very special that lives on for your heart. Number one, in education is of critical importance, critical importance in the life goals. Because most guys that sign professional contracts don't make it to the big leagues. And that's where obviously the money is intact, if that makes sense. Having said that, there are times when players coming out of high school, it's a good decision to go on to start their career. So it's really a family decision based on many, many reasons, and, and they must do their homework as to why that happens. And, and I think it's a big thing. From a Yankees perspective, it's, uh, we're doing some really neat things. I'm really excited about a lot of the things that are going on from that perspective. That, does that kind of answer? And I can talk a little bit about the different roles in professional baseball, but does that make sense that college baseball is very, very strong? Junior college baseball, for some players, is a big deal, where players can grow and mature before they go on for the endeavors of uh, trying to make it to the big leagues. Yeah, absolutely. And let me ask you this. If there's one thing I know about Pat McMahon, it's very hard to get you to brag on yourself, but I got to visit with you down at spring training last year. And one of the things I know, you've devoted time to helping players, these international players, further their education. Talk about what the Yankees are doing to to help these kids coming from the Dominican to go on and be uh, educated students as well. Well, thanks for asking that. You know, uh, international baseball, when I first joined the Yankees, uh, I had a chance to manage. I managed our Staten Island team and really enjoyed that part of the process. The next year I was asked to go on and kind of coordinate or move through the system, evaluating players and coaches, and which I really enjoyed. So I'm on the field every day, and I'm coaching and teaching, and I love that part of it. You know, designing a job where it's, it's so, so exciting. We're working at the place, the major league players, all the way down to the youngest players. Uh, the, the following year after that, I did the same role again. And then we went down to Latin America, which is in Boca Chica, the Dominican Republic. Each club has an academy or an affiliate there. And international baseball, international baseball means for any players that would be non-drafted. Uh, and so the international market is a huge part 
of professional baseball today. I had a chance to direct our academy, and, and it was a wonderful blessing for a lot of reasons. So many of those young players from Latin America, the Dominican Republic, Panama, Venezuela, Colombia, those players, particularly in Latin America, the Dominican Republic, where the academies are, the education system is not as good as growing. And many of the players, their native tongue is Spanish. And so one of our goals as we in the academy was to teach our players English, along with, in many cases, and some having only third grade educations, Spanish itself. So we started classes in Latin America and actually have a GED program now for our players at the academy that I'm so proud of, of all the things, because it gives them an opportunity, if baseball is taken away, hopefully that diploma can help them get employment for the families. Many of those young players that come over from Latin America, when they first start, their paycheck goes totally and immediately right back to their families, because it is a very, very poor country for most of the people there. And so having that education, I hope, is a step above something that I'm very, very proud of for, uh, for our players. And Charlie and I, we have a lot of affinity toward the Yankees. Charlie has grown up a Yankees fan. Of course, I have, uh, of course, you in that organization. You have Travis Chapman in that organization. Of course, Marcus Timms is a mutual friend of Charlie and I's. And Coach, oh, I, wait a minute, Marcus. Uh, what a great one. <laughs> what an outstanding human being. And, I, and Marcus has done an outstanding job with our hitting program and one of the one of the most first-class people, uh, just right down the road from Louisville. Yeah, don't give him too much credit now. We, we can't we can't be talking too good about him, Coach. I tell you what, let's do this more often. We, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We could talk forever. That's one of the great things uh, about your knowledge of the game and your knowledge of Mississippi State. We could do this a, a good bit, and hey, we want to get you back on sometime and and just talk for a long time about Mississippi State, about professional baseball, about minor league baseball. This has been awesome. Well, I appreciate that. One thing I'd like to mention, too, that you talk about being proud of things. You know, our summer camp program that we're at Mississippi State and had the chance to put that together and direct that. And the number of coaches, the high school coaches and the different college coaches and the players that have gone through that, you know, is something that I'm so, so proud of that I hope continues. Our goal was to have the best summer baseball camp in the, in America. And I hope that in many, many ways and, and the progress that it made and, and the way it helped finance a lot of our program at that time because that's how a lot of the program the baseball program was funded through our summer camps and uh, was a big part of the growth process for me because it helped tie into the community in so many different ways and can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys and the honor to be able to visit and and to please tell all our great Mississippi State fans uh, that I love them and miss them. Coach, I, I, I'm going to have to ask you one more question to follow up on that, sure. just real quick about baseball. You mentioned being a graduate assistant at Mississippi State, running yep. that count program, and I think about how many college and high school coaches coming through. Do you think baseball is failing at this point in terms of giving young coaches enough opportunities to be around college programs and to improve? Well, I, and I do in this sense. The graduate assistant program is an entry-level position to find out, one, if the college environment fits for a coach and his family or vice versa. I think it's a big deal. I think that's a, a big part of the process that needs to happen. I hope to think that you know the NCAA will work hard to do that and commit to baseball for those reasons. The graduate assistant program and being able to take care is a big part of the development of coaches. Well, Coach, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a, a big influence on my life. First person that ever gave me a job, Bart, 
was Pat McMahon. I showed up at those baseball camps he's talking about, and I, I worked until he hired me. First and, game I broadcast, Charlie, at Mississippi State, was Joey Callum's on a Friday night, Super Bulldog weekend against LSU, and Pat McMahon was in that third-base dugout. Uh, Coach, you mean a lot to us, and you're taking the time today to visit with us means an awful lot. Thanks so much for your time, and we would really love to have you back. Bart, uh, Charlie, uh, you guys are very special, and, and please, and, and what's going on in the world we live today, and a lot of prayers go out. To, to a lot of different families, and hopefully we can we can weather the storm. I know we will. Uh, but thanks so much, and again, uh, it's my honor. And that's former Bulldog coach Pat McMahon. Well, it was great to talk with Coach McMahon and, and get his insights. And, Charlie, he is a guy, and, and if you really – understand what went on behind the scenes in 2001 it it was not a situation of pat mcmahon really wanting to leave mississippi state but from a family standpoint it was a situation of you really had to go one of the good guys i've always enjoyed speaking with him you talk about a guy that has all of his stuff together very organized the guys that played for him care a lot about him oh yeah he filled all the things we hear about ron polk all the time a player's coach and you can have a player's coach if you've got that person to come back behind them and keep everything in line. And we heard Barry Winford say it a week ago, Pat McMahon was so important to Mississippi State, not just going to the World Series, not just his run as head coach, but working on those mid-'80s teams. And then when he came back in the mid-'90s, Pat McMahon made a real difference at Mississippi State. Charlie, enjoyed it as always. Enjoyed it. We'll do it again next week. Hard to believe another week has gone by. And we'll be right back next week. For another edition of Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau.